Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. In season two of Hacks and Hobbies, we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Mark Metry, host of Humans 2.0 podcast. He's been featured on the podcast and he's featured on Forbes, HuffPost, Inc. and listed in the top 21 growing podcasts for 2019 on the NASDAQ. And I've had the privilege of connecting with him back in 2018, September, and have been following his journey and engaging with him on LinkedIn and Facebook. And this dude is the genuine deal, man. He's got it. <laughs> I love it. And I'm so happy and excited to bring him on to the podcast. So, Mark, thank you so much for your time and welcome to the podcast. Dude, thanks for inviting me. Glad we can make it happen. You're welcome, dude. So, Humans 2.0 is an amazing idea, a concept, and it's mm-hmm. one of the top 100 podcasts. And I absolutely love that we as humans have tendencies to, first of all, stick in the past, but then with usage of technology and the different advancements, you know, we have the capacity to expand our mind and evolve in ways that only are captured in dreams and and movies. And there's a ton of people, I mean, you've interviewed a ton of amazing folks on your podcast that have made that change into becoming humans 2.0 using their mind to the max and bringing so much quality to their life as well as the life of people who follow them where did all (laughs) of this inspiration come from well i'll tell you what comes to mind first yeah and so you before we started recording you know you were telling me to talk about maybe things that I haven't really talked about before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a really sort of like new concept that I'm beginning to think about is like, we, you know, we have this concept of humans 2.0. Mm-hmm. You know, it means, you know, the next level of a human being, yeah. whatever it is for them. And, you know, everyone's different. You know, when I look back at it, when I was like maybe younger, mm-hmm. there were definitely some human 2.0 moments where, you know, it, it might've been like, uh, you know, a peak experience for you, or you could see a glimpse of something that was awesome that you did. Mm-hmm. And like, the more you think about it, it's just like, you even probably had like, you know, thoughts in your mind that were laying out other decisions when you we're faced with decisions to make. Yeah. There's always that path that's available to you. And it just got me thinking like the way that I'm living my life now in like this quote unquote humans 2.0 way. And like, you know, for anyone that, you know, doesn't know, I just fundamentally think that, you know, I'm just a different version of the person that I used to be, you know, probably starting from like, maybe two and a half, three years ago, 
I had never heard of the words mindset <laughs> or success <laughs> or, you know, understanding what real freedom and I was a young person. And so, you know, I was somebody that was over 200 pounds, was very, very socially anxious, didn't really have much friends, didn't really honestly felt like I didn't really do much with my life. I had the luxury of experiencing as a kid, like I was always launching different, uh, you know, ventures and like businesses online, like all the time, you know, mm -hmm. probably more than I, you know, I've, I've just completely lost count. And yeah. so, you know, one of those ventures ended up getting really lucky when I was about like 14, 15 years old. And I, you know, went from a kid whose, you know, parents immigrated here from, uh, from Egypt mm -hmm. here to America with, you know, $200 in their pocket, didn't know the language, you know, grew up on government housing and food stamps and people donating food to us, yeah. you know, to then sort of like just sort of stumble into this thing uh, out of fun that was not sort of intentional. Mm -hmm. And um, I began, uh, you know, experienced that when I was 15, didn't really know what I was doing, didn't really hit me um, until later on. And, um, it, you know, that began sort of like a cognitive dissonance in my head hmm. because like at that time I had achieved society's definition of success. Like what I thought, what I was trying to hit in life when I was very young, when I was 15, but yet, you know, I still thought of myself as a loser. I, um, you know, still, you know, I, I wasn't happy. I had a very low self-esteem despite achieving you know, society's success, you know, people yeah. call it the American dream. Um, you know, immigrants definitely know this where, you know, you, you eventually, you know, you grow up, you go to school here, you get a degree, you end up getting a job, you end up working your way. And then you've, and then like one day you have like a, you know, like a six figure salary and you live in a house with like a family and you've got a dog. And, you know, it's just like, that's really what I, began to see it's like you can have all of those things but still be very very unhappy on the inside and that's exactly what i was and so you know from like basically starting from the ages 15 yeah. all the way to 18 basically 18 19 mm -hmm. i sort of like began you know shifting my thoughts because i was you know caught up in this event that completely changed uh, the course of my life. And then eventually that led to me, you know, sort of getting caught up in this depressed spiral. And it's like the person who I was mentally and physically, you know, that was a, that was a human 1.0. I'm unconscious. I'm in the default setting, you know, yeah. things in life are happening to me. You're always on the defensive mode. And so through like my own little version of like me hitting rock bottom, that I faced when I was like 18 and I was like over 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. Eventually I ended up transitioning out of that. And like the first door for me, so to speak, like the gateway for like the whole human 2.0 thing that started out with me, that was yeah. like a path that I could take. And the, the one path that I actually did take and it made a change and it pivoted me more towards sort of like living this uh, lifestyle. And the first thing it was, uh, it was food, it was nutrition. When I began to change what I ate, because at first I didn't understand that there was an internal problem. I just looked at the mirror and I saw that I was overweight and I was like, okay, I gotta, you gotta fix this weight. I didn't even understand at that point 
yeah. that there was even a whole mindset mental part that I even had to be aware of. Yeah. I thought it was all physical. And so that's how I tried to solve my issue. Like that's how it happened. And as mm. I began to understand what to eat and you know what not to eat, I, I began to sleep better. I began to gain more energy. You know, I just began to see, you know, I think that something that I've heard is like, you know, when you gain more energy, that enables you to experience life on many different other dimensions that then enable your mind to give you the possibility that there was something more for you. And it's just like, after all that happened, like that's really how I began to get down this route and really change. But yeah, I mean, Humans 2.0, that's really how it happened. And the podcast was just like a tool. And I was just like, all right. I I, I was turning 20 when I had just started the podcast, summer 2017. and I was just like, I need to start this so I can talk to smart people mm-hmm. and make it in a mutually beneficial way so that I can build up an audience so people would actually talk to me. Because it's very unlikely that you would t- try to talk to somebody like a Shark Tank guy or yeah. Seth Godin yeah. and be like, yo, can I have an hour of your time? <laughs> like there's a very, you know, if you just email them that, like, you know, can I pick your brain? Like they're probably not going to say yes. Like So that was just like a tool that I used as like the podcast. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, I've been doing it for mostly every day. And it's just like, you know, you show up eventually day after day yeah. and you know, it happens. Yep. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of shifts, maybe things that I can talk about that I haven't talked about before or haven't mm-hmm. really articulated. I mean, I don't know. It's up to you. What yeah. do you think? That sounds great because one of the statistics that I was looking at the other day or and and I'm sure a lot of people saw that, is how, first of all, Spotify picked up Anchor. There was 200,000 new podcasts introduced back in 2018, whereas there's a total of 650,000 total podcasts in the world. I mean, just those numbers, right? And when I saw the blog post, I think Pat Flynn mentioned it, and he was super excited to bring this blog post or this blog by Seth Godin and how podcasting is a new blogging and being a guest on the podcast is like guest blogging. And I remember back in the days a little bit about, I mean, I, I did my share of blogging and I still do when I can, but I never had the opportunity or never connected on the level of what Seth Godin is mentioning with guest blogging, where you're, you have, enough clout that you can go and write a blog post for other blogs. And being a guest on somebody's podcast is, is similar to that. And so it's all, it, it all comes down to content creations. So I would definitely love to hear those things because, you know, you've gone through the process a little longer than I have. And being consistent, having to connect scheduling, automation, and getting into the podcast nitty-gritty, right? Because you're also editing the podcast. Once you've recorded it, once the interview is done, now you've got to go do, do the work of getting it ready for production. So yeah, we would love to you know, hear about those. So what I had to do to, to answer your question is I had to go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is when I was first getting started on my whole interpersonal journey 
one of the things that got me started, one of the tools that I began to take in my everyday life in every single moment mm-hmm. was like this three-step formula. And, and, you know, listen, I'm not one for formulas. I think that yeah. you know, there's a lot of complexity in life, but I think that there are some things that maybe we should look at. Mm-hmm. And so the formula that I ran into was the number one thing you have to do is take responsibility. The second thing you have to do is take action. Number three is just find a way. That's it. And it's like, that seems, that might seem like overly simple to somebody, but that's all you need. And it's like, what does that actually mean? So it's like, number one, take responsibility. You've got to apply that everywhere in your life. And it, it comes, you know, when it's, when it's like, when it's also for marketing and like podcasting, it's the same exact thing. Yeah. You know, you could say to yourself, oh, wow, the Facebook or the LinkedIn algorithm is down or something, and there's no way that I could succeed. <laughs> so I'm just not even going to try as hard yeah. subconsciously because I know because I have that belief. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you apply that. It happens every single day with all of our decisions. Yep. If you have that framework, number one, take responsibility. You got to ask yourself, you know, why is this working? And the matter of fact is what's not working is you and you've got to find a way to make it better. Right. Because it's like, okay, how do I know? How do I find out this problem? What do you do? Number two, you take action. That's how you get data. That's how you understand things in the world. You just take action, even when you don't know what to do. And then it's like, after that, it's just find a way. Yeah. Like you just find a way. That's really it. And it's like, you take that and you apply that into every single thing in your life, yeah. it will completely change your behavior. And so for me, I remember this very distinct moment where I remember it was on New Year's. Mm-hmm. I think it was like January, or yeah, I think it was the, the last day of the year of uh, 2017 going into 2018. Mm-hmm. And that's where I began to take the podcast seriously because I just had this moment with myself yeah. where I was, you know, honestly, a little bit sad mm-hmm. because I knew I was holding back and I was just taking a look at everything that I did. And I just realized that I just need to take the podcast to a completely different level. And it's like from that day, January 1st, 2018, that's where I began to apply that same formula that I was applying in every other area of my life to the podcast after having been launching it for a few months. Yeah, And so after that, man, it was just like a train. And it's just like you, one thing after the other. I put in different processes. Mm-hmm. You know, you hire different people. You, you know, do whatever it takes. You take action. You just find a way. Yeah. And, you know, it's always going to be your responsibility. It might not be your fault, but it's always going to be your responsibility. Exactly. Good friend of mine, Errol Erdeman, said, you know, be intentional. Um, responsibility or something like that. It's like, take explicit responsibility. For example, if you, ha- if you got in an accident, it's still your responsibility, even if it's not your fault. If you had left five minutes earlier, wouldn't be in that accident. Right? Mm-hmm. And take action is, is a really powerful one because that's something Tony Robbins says all the time. Take massive action, change your state. Like if you're sitting down, stand up when you're doing something, you know, change your state and then your mind will automatically make 
that habit. So all you got to do is change your state and you're immediately in that new state of mind that you want to be in to move forward. And during this podcast interview, mm-hmm. I've probably done about like 25 pushups. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's pretty- you know, I'm somebody that, <laughs> listen, man, that's like for me, man, like mm-hmm. my, I have a very, uh, you know, active mind. Yeah. And so I've been trying to harness that mm-hmm. in how I can use my time the most efficiently. Like no, on my podcast, yeah. that's the first question that I ask my guests. That's what I'm, I'm obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know, before, you know, I could, I could spend my time right here on this call yeah. and I could be doing other work. Yeah. Right. I could be like, I could have my computer open. Like I could be doing other stuff. Exactly. I have done that in the past. Yeah. But you know, I think that the, my, the focus, my attention, Goes away. it'll make for a much better podcast interview. Mm-hmm. If I just focus with you and I don't work, yeah. but it's like, how can I work the other parts? How can mm-hmm. I use my time more efficiently? And it's like, yeah. Hey, you know, you just said it, Tony Robbins, change your state. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily for, I'm not necessarily doing it to change my state, Yeah, but I'm just doing it just because I know it's a good behavior. It's a good habit to Absolutely. have. And it's just like, I like, you know, I was somebody that I, I, I never thought I'd do pushups, but mm-hmm. you know, I just, um, if you've ever read that book, Atomic Habits by mm-hmm. James Clear, yep. you know, I had the chance of interviewing him nice. and he talks about habit pairing or habit batching. Yes. And it's like combining habits, right? So what I did was mm-hmm. I told myself whenever I would go to the bathroom mm-hmm. during the day, yeah. I would just get down. And at first, at the very beginning, it was like, just do one push up. Yeah. And eventually it was two, then it was three, then it was four. Then <laughs> you just worked your way up. Yeah. And then like, like you just end up creating this habit that you don't even necessarily consciously do anymore. And it's like, exactly. you know, we all have, we all have good and bad habits, mm-hmm. but most of the time we've done the bad habits or the habits that no longer serve us yeah. so many times that, you know, they're just stored in. And it's like, you want to create unconscious good habits. You want to make conscious of the unconscious bad habits. Absolutely. And it's like, that's how you make the most efficient use of your time here on planet earth. Just if no. you want to get that answer that's, or that question answered. That's super. But there are no answers. Questions no. are the answer. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's super powerful because I think it was the one thing, the book, one thing, and it mentions the same thing. You know, you got to bash the habits. You got to attach a habit, for example, flossing, attach that to brushing your teeth. You're all, you're, you're going to brush your teeth anyways just add one more thing to it or, you know, put a book next to your nightstand. So read for 10 minutes or five minutes before you go to sleep, you know, instead of looking at your phone before you go to sleep, you just add those cool little, you know, habits. And then once you've done it enough times, I think 66 is the ideal number, then it's automatic. Then you, your mind is like, all right, where's that book? Where'd I put my book? So that's amazing that you're able to do, 25 push-ups just between this call. I'm just uh, 25 floored. push-ups, man. And I'm also right now I'm stretching. Nice. Because uh, yeah, I'm very sore, and so I'm just stretching all the time now because I've got to let my muscles grow because I'm uh, lifting and getting stronger. So yeah, yeah. If I don't, a lot of stress on the physical side builds up, mm-hmm. and that ends up translating to uh, my mental. 
So I mean, Absolutely. you know, you've got to, you got to be able to proactively do it. You know, even, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If it's, if you view it as important enough and you prioritize it, you've got to just find a way to do it. Yeah. These are absolute amazing body hacks, right? Mind hacks that you can integrate into your life and being a podcast on hacks and hobbies. That's, that's one hack we can put it down in the books, you know, be active and um, add some kind of physical movement. Even if you're standing, even if you're sitting and you're looking at your phone, you know, just stretch your legs or stretch your arms and um, yeah, man, that's super, super awesome. All right. Next step. (laughs) Um, All right. So we heard about, how you got into the mindset and what you saw that was not working for you. And you, you took action, you took responsibility, you took action and you found a way to make it happen. And you know, what's really awesome about what you mentioned about that is, you know, I had a similar kind of um, revelation. 2018 came around and I had been, talking to my buddies and I was like, all right, I need to start a podcast. I need to do something because in, in, in 2018, I turned 42 and 42 is the, the ultimate answer, right? For Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I was like, I'm 42. I've got to make it happen. Nobody else is going to do this for me. And so I took action. I started podcasting. I started, you know, I documenting my process and, and journey. and. Uh, I'm all better for it, right? It, it's, it's something that I can point to. I'm like, hey, I did this. And continue on moving forward because now I'm on that train of, of creating content, not just for anybody else, but this is just for me. I'm doing this so I can get better at what I'm doing, at, at how I'm growing as a, as, as a human being. Because I remember 20 years ago, I was an absolute introvert. I wouldn't talk to anybody, you know, the only people I talked to were my family, my cousins, and I didn't have a lot of friends. The only people I knew is probably at school. And even then I had very limited number of people. But then as I grew and as I realized, how old are you now? I'm, I'm going to be 43 this year. I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) So it's been it's been a crazy crazy journey and it's and and I've learned so much and I've seen people like Frank Kern and um um damn these internet marketers from back in the 90s and back in the uh, 2000s and you know I'm like holy smokes how are they able to do this right they found like they built their businesses on internet marketing and I was like I could totally do it you know, why am I not doing it? So I studied and I looked at those things, but then it all came back to, okay, I don't know how to start it. So I've just always defaulted back to doing what I was good at or doing what I knew, which was working for somebody else. Right. And so last year I took upon myself to look and find a way, right. I took action I took responsibility, I took action, and I found a way to uh, 
learn everything that I can and apply it. And then the book Crushing It and Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk mm. talks about building your personal brand. And I'm like, I've been building my personal brand for the past 15 years because I'm super Janaid on every site that you can look up. <laughs> and I've been doing that for the past, you know, 10, 15 years. You just look up super Janaid and you'll find me. And I was like, that's my personal brand. I just got to grow it. So I've been, you know, signing up on classes and, and learning from like people like Pat Flynn and people like Vanessa Lau on Instagram. She's got a boss gram thing and then ton of stuff happening on LinkedIn, which is totally blowing my mind. There's, you know, Lila Smith's got something going on, Katie, and they've got their sustainable league podcast and their unlearn. So I've, I've connected with so many people. I mean, I'm just looking at between you and I, there's, we have 419 mutual connections, right? So jiving with those same people that are applying their mind and applying what's possible into the real world. So that's been, that's been super helpful and super amazing. Nice, dude. I love it. So Gary Vaynerchuk. And then, so last year uh, in August, Gary Vaynerchuk and Tony Robbins, they came to Fairfax and they spoke at the stadium and it was just mind blowing. Like just, experiencing Tony Robbins speak up on stage for four hours was just, I was like, I do not want to get out of this high. (laughs) And at that point I was like, this is it. I am going to push myself to another level and make something of my podcast. (laughs) Right. And from then on, I was like, I'm going to do daily podcast episodes. I would record in the morning, post in the afternoon and then record in the morning, post in the afternoon. And it's been, it's been pretty, pretty exciting. And I've, then, then I also learned about the different processes like you mentioned, right? You, like once you start moving, now you've got to have, because it gets quite repetitive, right? What was the first thing that you said in June of 2018 or January of 2018? Like, how would you make, put more effort into this? You might be going all over the place, but I think you've got some kind of flow of knowledge going on. Oh, sorry. I had my microphone muted, but um, what I was telling you is, dude, it's the formula that I told you. So on the the January 2018, I I got that formula down. Responsibility, Mm -hmm. action, just find a way. Yeah. And so... Once I did that, my um, one of my friends, he's a uh, world uh, Olympian athlete, mm-hmm. and he has this great quote, Donald Suja, and it's mental toughness is waking up every single day and doing the same thing. Oh, man. And it's like, you know, there's definitely a point where that can be a bad thing for sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. But what he's really saying in there is that you know, like there's, there's no such thing as like getting bored or too repetitive of, you know, like sleeping. Yeah. Like you have to sleep, right? Like you don't <laughs> you really do. have a choice, right? Exactly. We have other activities that we do that may not be as, you know, as important or, yeah. you know, whatever that measure is for yeah. 
you know, each person and the things that they care about. But it's just like, you know, like in my eyes, like, you know, waking up and, you know, going to the gym or spending time with people I love mm-hmm. or eating healthy, all these things are just non-negotiables. Like yeah. they're just, they're just like the layers of life. And dude, those are the things that you have, because I don't know about you, but Mm -hmm. like, here's the thing. I, for the most part, like I have my own issues, Yeah. but I always do my, like the right habits that I know I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like that's not a, that's not a question for me. Like, because I know, I know the alternative. Like I've, I've lived 18 years of my life Mm. knowing that other side. And it's just like, if you understand that, like, it doesn't matter, you know, in my opinion, the way that I live my life is like, it doesn't matter, you know, whose birthday party it is for yeah. you to be doing something that is not in the actual accordance in your beliefs. If you have the certain right morals and values that you've laid out your life, because that's really going to be your compass. You know, a lot of people, man, they're just, they're just swimming all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to be a sort of aimless fish and you're just like, you're cast in the open ocean where you're getting hit by the currents and there's other fish blowing you left and right. Yeah. But the matter of the fact is like the moment you realize that's actually an illusion and you actually have a lot more control of where it really counts. Another person who I've interviewed on the podcast, Dave Asprey, mm-hmm. founder of Bulletproof, he says that, I asked him, asked my audience a question and he said, what areas of your life do you think you're not in control of? Because I can tell you whatever the answer that you're thinking is, it's a lie. Yeah. And it's just like, you begin to think about that. And for me, man, like I, I, you know, like I'm like this really interesting part of my life where I'm experiencing so many new things, so many like layers and people that I have access to because of this platform. And I, I'm not trying to say it about myself, but it's just like, I mean, dude, it's insane when you begin to know like what is out there, like who is doing what. Absolutely. And it's just like, it's, it's a crazy time to be alive. And it's just like, listen, like, you know, uh, Naveen Jain, a person who's become a, a friend of mine, he's mm-hmm. like this philanthropist billionaire, has a space company, a healthcare company. Yeah. He has, you know, he, he was telling me when he was starting his company, he said that you can either be a part of history or you can just sit on the sidelines and just watch. Yeah. And it's just like, those are the two options. Like our world right now is going through an insane amount of amazing change that is just going to fundamentally reposition the very essence and the very way that we exist as humans on planet earth. Absolutely. And I want to be a part of that. I don't know about you, but oh, I'm not, I'm like, in my opinion, man, I'm not like knowing what I know now, mm-hmm. like knowing all these people and all everything, like there is no way that I can sit on the couch oh, and no. just watch Netflix no and way. like eat popcorn. Like there's just no way, like that's just not for me. And it's just like, but I was there. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that this is the ultimate goal or anything. Like I think yeah. people should do whatever they want. Absolutely. And ultimately you, you got to exercise and you got to take the actions that you yourself, that you decide in your own life and take accountability. And it's just like, for me, like the thought of me doing that just makes like the blood in my body 
feel radioactive, like yeah. poison. And I know like that's just, I'm that kind of person. And so mm-hmm. you, know, you talked about Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. And dude, when I saw him for the first time when I was like 18, mm-hmm. dude, that just like completely reshifted my brain and my oh, yeah. worldview. Yeah. Because like whatever cloth that Gary is cut from, yeah. whether it's the immigrants or this, yeah. I, I know I have some of that part of me. You know, I don't, I don't 100,000% necessarily believe in Gary. I mean, mm-hmm. not in Gary. Uh, I love Gary. In like every single one of his worldviews. Yeah. But it's just like, if you see a person that is doing and is expressing his life the way that he wants to in a way that you also feel that. Yeah. And like, that can just totally reshift your brain. So it's like, when I saw Gary, man, like that was a big, big shift for me because I began to realize like an authority figure, like somebody that's pretty big mm-hmm. is actually doing this stuff, you know? Exactly. So that was definitely just like a massive, massive shift for me. Absolutely. I mean, he, he touches on so many of the points and he, and it's just mind blowing because he, it's not only talking about it, he's doing it right. And, and that's, what's, what's amazing. And people ask him, you know, what about the next thing, the next best thing? And he's like, don't worry about the next best thing, because <laughs> if you're not taking advantage of the thing that is here right now, you're all, you've already lost the next best thing because this is it. This is the time. So yeah, absolutely, man. I love, I love that. The present moment is everything. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've had some really awesome topics. We talked about how you realized what you were missing and how you made, you took action and you made it happen for yourself because you realized that this life is a one-time deal. You don't get, Mm -hmm. you know what people say, YOLO? Well, obviously, right. you live once, but that doesn't mean that you act stupid. <laughs> because if you're acting stupid, well, guess what? It might be fun for the moment, but it's you, if you're wasting time and wasting resources and energy, then you, know, you probably haven't thought this through of what life is about and uh, how... Like the one thing that reminds us of how precious life is, is when you see and hear about people passing away or people dying. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, I, I keep it, keep an eye out. Like, oh, wow, this person was 16 years old and they're no longer here. This person was 19 years old. They did something. And, and dude, here's another thing. Yeah. You know what I think about? I think about how right now, dude, as you and I are speaking, yeah, there is some like Mexican family right now mm-hmm. that is trying to cross the border yeah. because they're trying to give their kids a better opportunity right now, dude. Absolutely. As we are talking, as we speak, yeah. And it's just Absolutely. like, and it's just like, dude, you start to like drop in these little reminders every day. You know, mm-hmm. you start to you start to write this down, like not yeah. necessarily about what I just said about like the immigrant, but it's just yeah. like you just start to write down things about like yourself and the way that you want to be yourself. Yeah. And you drop in like these little reminders and like, that's what it's all about. Like, you know, this is kind of going on the lines of habit pairing, but it's like something that I've learned to do, man, that's really changed the course of my life. Yeah. That I ended up learning from Brendan Bouchard. 
Mm-hmm. And she has this concept of uh, a gateway trigger, a uh, doorway trigger. And it's basically like this. Whenever he walks into a doorway, whenever he sees that, that is a reminder to him to make sure that like he himself is good and he's all set and he's, he's entering that door with an opportunistic and open-minded and, you know, positivity and showing up the way that he wants to show up yeah, and not in just the, the, the way that time ends up throughout the day. And it's just like, uh, that's something that's like really, really awesome because it's like, as you start to do these things, man, Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's only a certain level of, I don't want to say comfort, yeah. but there's a, there's a deeper level of meaning and fulfillment that, you know, ends up coming from these sorts of things. And it's just like easy thing today. You know, the hard thing is going to suck oh, yeah. a lot in my five years. But if you do the hard thing today, yeah. tomorrow, it's going to be much more manageable and much more like I said, meaningful and, and, and fulfilling for you exactly. in the long run. And so it's just like, that is the filter. That is like the fixed variable of mindset, like the whole mind that I'm just really interested in talking about, you know? Yeah, that is a really awesome point. And, and so as a beekeeper, I see that happening on a daily basis, right? I see bees, I see the bees in my beehive, I see them coming back with pollen, and they're constantly doing this day in, day out. Why? Because they want to make sure that they survive the winter. I mean, the reason they store honey is so they can survive the winter because they can't go out. Like as soon as the temperature drops below 50 degrees, they cannot fly. Their flight muscles, because they're not warm-blooded, they cannot fly. So they're constantly working. So they have a future. So the new baby, the new babies that are coming, they have a future. They have something to feed on. And like just looking at that insect working day and night to ensure the survival of the colony. And we look at what we're doing on a daily basis. It just eclipses on the level of commitment that we need to put into our lives. Here's the other thing, man. Yeah. He doesn't really have a choice. No, they don't. Right, like, it doesn't really have a choice. Like, I mean, they, I mean, I guess it could resist, but it's like that's just the life that it was born into. Oh yeah. But then you just begin to think about human beings, and we have way more opportunity and potential. Like it's insane. Like you could literally do a gazillion different things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And like just the fact that, like, I think sometimes that opportunity can make us anxious, right? Like if you don't totally realize it. You have too many choices. Yes. You don't really know what path you're going to go on. That's but if true. you, you know, were born 200, 300, 500 years ago, you know, you would probably be, you know, we, we obviously have, we have struggles today, different kinds of struggles. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like if you were faced with very immediate uh, struggles, like people were in the past, yeah, you wouldn't be thinking like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? Right, exactly. like, like you were just trying to be survived, like into the next day, right? Or like you yeah. just had, you were just focused on doing whatever you had to do, like whatever task that you were born into. Yeah, but it's just like today we have, you know, the gift of knowledge, of you know, technology, of basically infinite opportunity. Absolutely. And I think that that, like, you know, what you were saying, YOLO and and or like FOMO and all these different things, <laughs> it's like, and it comes out of a, um, you know, certain level of existential 
you know, paranoia of anxiety yeah. Yeah. due to, you know, things that aren't conscious of, that are not aware of, that are not under control. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that falls into line is, I think it was some video that I watched and, and somebody was mentioning how there's thousands of people in the world wearing somebody else's last name on their t-shirt. Oh my God, and my life. Right? <laughs> and whose life are they living, right? Are they living their own life or are they living somebody else, You're promoting somebody else? And it's just mind boggling. It's like, yes, that's great, right? That's really good that you're supporting a team, but you know, where do you fall into the spectrum? Mark, this, was in, this has been a really great conversation and I love it. And I, I wish we can go for a longer time and probably bring you on again and talk about some other awesome things that you've learned over the years. But I've got some questions for all and all the guests that come on, answer these questions and, and that makes, makes a l- some little fun. So what is one hobby that you wish you got into? Skiing. Nice. Awesome. Skiing's fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. I next can't. question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Black Mirror. Black Mirror. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Who is your favorite superhero? Uh, Iron Man. Oh, man. I love that guy. Okay. Last question. Yes. <laughs> if you were a board game, what would it be? <laughs> Connect Four. Nice. Now, is that a board game or is it a just a game? Oh, I think oh, I think it's like a. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, you put it on a table. Yeah, I guess you could put it on a table. All right, quick, cool, cool, cool. All right, so <laughs> we know we know that we can find Mark Metry on markmetry.com as well as the Humans 2.0 podcast on Apple iTunes. I'll be sure to leave those links on the show notes. Mark, thank you so much for your time. I had a lot of fun talking with you and hopefully we keep in touch and and, um, do some more collaborations. Totally, man. 100%. Hey, man, I got got somebody waiting for me on the other side. No worries. This was fantastic, man. Have Have a great rest of your day. All right, you too. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today.